Joining us on the How Do You podcast today is Sophia. She is a massive creative who has worked her way up into everything she's done. She studied creative writing as a master's degree and it was the former editor-in-chief at DM Media. How are you doing today, Sophia? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. But we've known each other for quite a while and we're only just now rekindling our friendship and through college and university you essentially took the creative writing route. What made you get into creative writing? Have you always been writing short stories of when you were a child? So I've loved creative writing since I was... I feel like everyone says that when they answer that sort of question. It's like, oh, I've loved it since I was little. But it's genuinely true. My nana was a big influence on that remark. So we'd go out and we'd, like, sit in... I remember she lives in Manchester. There's a big, like, Costa coffee. And we used to sit, like, in the window and make stories out of people that would walk by. And ever since that, I just, I just loved it. I loved the creativity of it. And then I noticed through school, English literature and creative writing were the only like things I was really passionate about. So I just, I needed to just run with it. You took that route at college. How did you find it? Because that was a kind of step on from school and being able to just like say doing this literature. How did you find it during college? Was it completely different? During college, it was a bit different to school. It was very more, very more. That's great English for an English literature student, isn't it? Um, it was a lot more in depth. And I tell you what, I fell in love with it even more because they introduced me to novels and authors that I wouldn't normally read. And then I found one of my like great authors and he's one of my like toll favorites now is Maiden. But no, I really enjoyed that. And I think what helped with that was my lecturer. She was amazing and she was just so like honest with you. But no, I fell in love with it even more. The depth of education during that course was just incredible after that you moved on to university that was something on another level right because you not only moved from (laughs) doing it at college you moved into English literature and creative writing in one and that was during the pandemic so sum it all up for me how did you find that moving straight from college to uni was a big stepping stone it was a big learning curve as well I look back at it now and I just oh I just want to give myself a hug because I I just went I went through it I really went through it and but basically with my course I loved my course I did but I I couldn't get into it it was so different to anything that I'd like I thought about like creative wise it was all it was poetry and I was writing in strict form and I didn't understand it. I'm not a poetry writer. I I dabble in it, but it's not my strong point. It's not my forte. I admire everyone that does it because it's hard. It's, oh, it's nightmare. But no, that transition was very hard, but I eventually fell in love with it in my own time, if that makes sense. Not necessarily in their time, in my own time, which wasn't ideal, but it helped a lot. And then, so obviously, then in my second year, halfway through, that yeah, we we had the pandemic and we went into lockdown. That took a real big toll on my education because obviously everyone was disrupted, everything moved online, and it was really hard. And I had assignments to do. <laughs> and funny enough, my mum bought a dog during that time because obviously I went home and she bought a dog, and I had 
I was, so I was trying to train this puppy whilst I was doing my thing. That was a very big sidetrack, but it was a big like, oh. And no, but I think I fell more in love with my course through that because then it got more to what I wanted it to be. And it was more catered to like being more creative, having that creative flow rather than teaching you the basics and being, this is how you do this this way. It kind of let you have that more creative freedom slightly. I can completely understand that. But then you decided just to take it one step further. <laughs> and you're now doing your Masters of Arts in Creative Writing, which is due to finish this year. How yes. excited are you to, for it to finish and kind of be free in the industry? I tell you what, it's such a fine line between excited and sad because I'm so excited to like use everything that I've learned and have been learning and put that into the world like that is so exciting and just doing what I want to do like obviously I want to go into like editorial work publishing I want to go into that sort of industry but at the same time I've been in education for I don't know I'm 22 now and when did I start when I was like five like that's a long time that's like 17 years and I've never known anything obviously I've I've, I've got part-time jobs I've had part-time jobs I know what it is to work but I've never stepped out of education so with that it's so overwhelming that I'm a bit like oh I don't I don't want to go out there yet but you kind of have to you kind of just have to take it's about to just taking that first step so I am more excited than I am nervous you mentioned taking first steps, and that was something that you did with Demon Media. Uh, we spoke briefly before this, and you mentioned that it wasn't something you really took interest to in kind of first year, but then you developed an, a, a kind of love for it in second and third year to the point where you became its editor-in-chief, but you are no longer editor-in-chief. How did you get into it, and how come you've now come out of it a bit? So, yeah, so my first year, I, I kind of ignored everything, if I'm being completely honest, so we'll write that off. But in second year, I knew I wanted to do something like I wanted to get more involved and I wanted to make something out of university. I wanted it to credit me when I left as well. So when I was having a look around, obviously I went to the um, societies and thingy fair. And I had a look around and I found Demon Media and I was like, oh my God, like I love this. And it had, um, it had Demon FM, it had Demon TV and it had the Demon magazine. I was like, oh my God, there's a magazine. I so want to write for this. Let, let me go and have a look. Anyway, it was so brilliant. And the editor-in-chief then, Francesca, she was amazing. She was so lovely. Um, and she really like made me feel welcome. Anyway, so long story short, I started writing for them because they had, so then they had five categories. They had creative writing, um, entertainment. They had news and sport, fashion and beauty, health and lifestyle and student discussion. And I wrote a lot for Fashion and Beauty because it was just something that I was interested in. I wrote Fashion and Beauty, Health and Lifestyle, Student Discussion, and I didn't do a creative piece with them. And it just, it was so surreal because obviously then the pandemic wasn't like, we managed to get through like a few editions before like printing stopped and everyone left. But it was so surreal seeing that first article printed in a magazine I was like oh my this is me this is my work this is mine like my work is in a magazine and people are going to pick it up and read it and they're going to see my name 
and that was just an overcent like an overwhelming sense of like achievement because like oh my it's one article but I was so proud of myself and I was like no this is it this is what I want to do and I remember from that in February I had my first double page spread and I was like no right this is what I want to do I love this feeling I love it I love it anyway when obviously because so with editor-in-chief and with the team you you have it for um like from August to the following July that's when you your your term is essentially it's a bit presidential you can you can run again if you want to but obviously it's nice to have different people involved so obviously it was really nice when Francesca asked me she was like have you ever thought of applying for editing truth I was like oh my god no like that's a big responsibility I was like I couldn't do that like what what am I going to do and she was like no I think you've written you've been consistent I think you'll be really good at it and I'd love to see you do it and I was like maybe I could maybe I could do this I was like oh it's a big thing but oh I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it anyway I applied and I got it and it it was the most amazing experience it's bloody stressful I tell you now it is it's like it's so stressful but I had such an amazing team and it just that kind of sets you up for the industry on the like on the outside it does set you up like not everything's going to go your way which I learned very the hard way like not everything's going to go your way but it doesn't mean what you're going to come out with is any less than what you originally thought because every edition from September to I think our last one was in May or April every edition of that was spot on and it was and I have never been it was like my baby it was like I've never been so proud of anything in my life like I just the whole team were incredible the writers the editors the designers the photographers like the printers DMU they were all so incredible and I was so happy to have that on my side so yeah so that's how I got into that's how I got into it but the reason I stopped is because the way I thought about it was I wanted to give someone else that opportunity to be so proud and to achieve what I had achieved. I wanted someone else to feel that much joy and that much pride in creating something that's just so, oh, it's just so great. Like, I can't even, I don't even have the words to describe it. I read so many books, I don't have the words to explain how good it can make you feel like just to see it in print or online because obviously we had to alter between the two but no I just wanted someone else to feel that so that's the reason I didn't carry on because I could have but no I wanted someone else to feel that. From that you've also taken a lifestyle break from Tesco and <laughs> your master's is well on the way to fingers crossed being absolutely smashed out of the park how are you finding that masters because it's a unique like study experience considering of how much your first degree like your bachelor's was in the pandemic to now being able to do everything yeah back again once more but actually being able to do it properly but at a higher level must be stressful it 
is different and it is a higher level to de like degree but it's not it is harder but it's not as daunting as you might think because I've had like a couple of modules now and they really like introduce you to the world of becoming an author they treat you as a novelist they don't like that's how they call it. you're a writer to them and I love that and they don't treat you any differently to a professional they treat you with the same respect and I just I admire that about them they're like presence towards it all the lecturers I mean in that regard and the students like and because we're such a small group it's so nice to be quite close-knit but what's interesting is I'm doing a module at the moment and it's about how to enter the world as a writer and it showcases how you can be a writer in education in the community um in theatre and that kind of like like theatrical side of it but also then in the publishing industry and it just shows you how to get into that which they don't do in undergraduate which would have been so beneficial to just get you started in the world because if I'd have just left from undergraduate I would not be in the same mindset I am now of well I want to set like I want to set up my author's brand and I'm in the midst of setting up my author's brand and I'm really passionate about it but on the same side I want to start my like professionalism in editorial work and in publishing I also want to travel down that route but I can do my brand on the side of that but they don't obviously they teach you a lot in undergraduate I'm not going to sit here and say it because it, it made me want to do my master's but they don't there isn't that kind of, or I didn't find it anyway, but there wasn't, I didn't know what to do after that. Like with my undergraduate, we managed in one of the like assignments was you had to create and publish your work. And I did, I made a, a collection of short stories and published that, which was really good. But then from that, where, like, where do I go? What do I do? Whereas in my master's it's, you uh, will teach how to write cover letters, will teach how to write synopsis, which is actually really hard, which is so baffling because it's your work and you have to write a synopsis on it, but you don't want to give anything away, but that's the point. Like, oh, it's one of the hardest things as a writer you will ever have to do is write a synopsis. It's awful, but no, it's more enjoyable, I think. You've alluded that earlier on in the podcast, you found some of your favourite authors that you'd like to read. What kind of authors are they and is there a specific genre? Okay, so I go through phases of reading and I'll be honest, I'm not the best at keeping up, to, up with it, but I do love to read. So when I'm in a bit of a reading rut, I love like romance novels. I, I think they're easy to read. They're easy to like just lap up. They're just, they're just good. Like they just get me involved, they get me reading, and I'm like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I recently read um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor, oh, Taylor Jenkins Reid, and I loved it. I cried on the train on front of this poor man, and he was he was just looking at me like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right. It's just sad, and I just, oh, I was so wrapped but I love that side of reading. So yeah, Taylor Jenkins Reid is one of my favourites. Sally Rooney is one of my favourite like romance authors. Um, but like from that, I love, I quite like thrillers. I've got like a big bookcase behind me and I'm like lost for names and I know they're all like behind me. Um, but I love Ian McEwan. 
I love that. Atonement, one of my favourites. As much as we studied it um, in school, I love J.B. Priestley. I think he's one of my favourite authors. And he's such a, um, he, he was a GCSE text, but I still love him. He's done so much more work than an Inspector Calls that it's just amazing. Like he has them, um, I love the way he writes. I love that he writes with intent and social commentary. It's like Charles Dickens, big fan of that. And, oh no, he's one of my favourites. Yeah, that's all I can think of on the spot. Because I know they're all behind me. Well, I'm going to ask you to pick a certain experience other than Dima Media throughout your time at uni, maybe include your master's degree. If you had to put your finger on a certain experience that you've had, other than, like you say, publishing your magazines and writing your stuff for that, what would it be? That was my favourite at uni? Yeah. Well, you're still there, so it may still happen. <laughs> I say it's hard to pinpoint because I've met a lot of amazing people and I think in that regard... I'd choose that any day of the week. So the people I've got in my life now are the people that are in my life forever. And I love that. However, if I had to pick like a specific university thing, I'd say the trip I went to with DMU Global to New York. That was the most incredible experience of my life. And I'd never thought I'd get the opportunity, like opportunity to do that. But that was the most incredible experience. It was so good. I'm so jealous. We never got offered it with our course. <laughs> uh, I just, I, yeah, I can understand why DMU Global is such a outstanding thing. Because like you say, you go on a trip, you learn to do certain things, you go see certain things, you just do stuff that with your course isn't usually possible, especially, like I say, before or after the pandemic. That doesn't really happen at, like, say, school or college. Yeah. But thinking of the future... Where do you see yourself? Is it hopefully being an editorial assistant? Is it being a certain kind of genre writer? Or is it looking over someone's CV or anything like that? Because like you say, writing is such a broad term. You could practically do anything. So for me, to get me started in the industry, I want, I'm looking, right, so right now I'm job seeking for editorial assistant and junior editors in the publishing world. Um, there's a few jobs on the line at the moment that I'm applying for that I really want to get but I'm more so I'm looking into like publishing houses just so I can get because that's what I want to do I love editing work I love doing that I'm so critical of myself so and I don't mean like obviously that's not me sitting here saying oh I'm going to be critical of others it's not but I like to like analyze and like enhance people's work so that like they can be like oh this is brilliant like but it's not even like enhancing it but because it, it's like it's their work you're just like sharpening the edges almost and then it's ready to go and I love that side of it and I love doing that because I've got I'm so like pedantic about things as well so it's like I just like that editorial line of work I think it like it's just it's just good. like they calls to me because I'm, I'm a perfectionist and it just it helps so that's the kind of line I'm going into, but I'm also in the line of setting up my own author's brand. So, and setting up my kind of like author's world. So when I do, because for my creative writing masters, we have to write a portfolio of like 15 to 25,000 words. And I'm writing a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm writing a um, mystery novel. 
so obviously once my master's finishes I want to finish that and if it's something that I'm really proud of then I want to try and get it out there and hopefully I'll have knowledge of the industry so I can kind of like set myself up to go but no so I'm in the midst of looking for a job in editorial assistants junior editors and then on the sideline setting up my writer's brand as well so you've got a lot going on <laughs> I've got a lot going on <laughs> um I'm just gonna throw it really informally if I had to ask you what's your favorite piece of technology my favorite piece of technology what do you mean like my ipad my telephone could be anything anything you enjoy using the most technology wise it could be anything electrical it could be a printing press because it allows you to share your work it could be your phone and your ipad because it allows you to facetime your boyfriend it could be anything um right i'm gonna say my hmm. do you know what no scrap it i'm gonna say my television and i'll tell you why Oh, technically this counts as a part, like, two-parter, because it's my TV and my Nintendo Wii. Nintendo because Wii? My Nintendo Wii is my favourite console, and no one can tell me differently. It is the best console out there. It is the best. And I still have mine, and I have it next to my TV, and I play My Sims Agents all day, every day. It is so good. You know they've moved on, right? Yeah, no, I know. I've got a Switch. I have one. I've got a Switch, but I tell you what, and I, I tell you what, I've got a Switch, and I love playing Pokemon on it. That's my boyfriend's <laughs> fault. That is my boyfriend's fault. I love playing Pokemon on it. It's so good. But my Nintendo Wii, no one will ever beat My Sims Agents. No one will ever beat that, because they like they left it on a cliffhanger as well, and I'm still annoyed about it to this day. Me and, like, 10-year-old me are really annoyed. However, we still play it, and we've completed it, like, 40 times. And I'll continue it for more. You are sticking by it that much? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Wow. It's my favourite console. No one can try and persuade me otherwise. Yeah, I'm just going to, once again... (laughs) Yes, I've got a Switch. I enjoy it, but not as much as my Nintendo Wii. Okay, on that note... I'm going to ask you for one little bit of advice that you'd live by or have received that you'd like to share with everybody else to end the podcast. Oh, that's a hard one. I think, I think the thing for me is you've got to have something to work for. And if it's not a goal or anything like that, work and do things for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you are your team it's you and yourself and as much as other people can benefit that and enhance that you like it's you it's you 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 got your own back like and you've got to do it for you if anyone do it for yourself 